Well, good morning, ladies. It's good to see everyone. Hello. Good morning. I'm going to check to see if we can see who is attending here. We're trying to get some names. There we go. I'm seeing people come in and are. open up those chats, ladies, and let us know who's here and where you're calling in from. Um, we are recording this, but the chat is not recorded, so the comments in there um, will be uh, kept private. Tracy, so good to see you. Mrs. Smith, she's what Tracy just got married, so ah. welcome, Tracy. Mrs. Smith, it's so good to see you. Calling in from Ponte Vedra, so get those chats open, ladies. We'd love to see who is with us and just so we can connect with one another. Um, it's just Happy Friday. I feel like Happy we should Friday. be saying welcome to the jungle. I know. We like, Look at that. We didn't plan this. We didn't so even plan it. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> it, it hey, Esther. That way. Oh, good. Hey, Esther from Wisconsin. Oh, love you, Esther. It's always so good to see you. Always so good to see you. Um, so, ladies, as you're getting situated, grab a cup of tea, glass of wine. We don't judge. Um, no judgment here. Whatever you need. Get yourselves comfortable. Oh, my goodness. We have... In, Oh, how would you say that? I don't want to butcher it. Everyone's, yes, I, open welcome. up the chats and see there that. There you go. We have Arizona. Mozambique. Yes, wow. beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, ladies, we are really, really happy to be here. And last month was just incredible. Talking yeah, about we did. Yeah. We got some great feedback from the women and questions that we're going to go over today. And it was just fascinating. And you have another yeah. lesson to teach yeah. too that got downloaded. Yeah. But so, yeah, but before we jump in, I just, I still want to welcome you all. I want to make sure we get a, a minute to have everyone um, get situated. And I want to encourage you ladies, um, this topic on forgiveness is heavy. It, it really is. But it's not just heavy for us. It's heavy for the men too. Um, they don't get it. Yeah, They don't. I mean, I'm just yeah. going to be honest. They don't understand um, the difference between forgiveness and trust and what they need to do to to earn our trust back mm -hmm. and, and how to seek forgiveness. So they're at a complete loss. So I highly encourage you to invite them, if you're married um, and trying to do recovery together, have a hot date and watch this later. I mean, no men are allowed right now, but later yeah. on, watch the recording together. They, they can mm -hmm. learn so much from what we're sharing. And yeah. then also watch the mission brief. Because the men are talking about forgiveness too. And my husband's sitting with them and educating them and right. talking through it. And so the important thing is to get the knowledge. Yeah. You know, from wherever you can. And that goes with everything. I mean, and we've talked about it before. Ladies, watch Conquer, watch Warpath. I was surprised that, you know, I started to watch things. I'm like, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, just kind of understanding the thought process and the mm -hmm. way men think and what they're struggling with, things that I wouldn't have. Right. I would have never thought of. Absolutely. It's good to learn. And it, the same, in reverse, the men should be watching and learning from all the other teachings. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I will say that watching the Conquer series in Warpath was an essential step to my forgiveness journey mm -hmm. because I didn't know what I was forgiving. I didn't know what his battle was. Yeah. It was so personal to me. It was, I was stuck in a place, I'm not good enough. I, I, I could have fixed this. I could have changed it yeah. if I was better, if I was... Uh, perform better in bed if I cooked mm -hmm. more if I was a better mom then mm -hmm. maybe this wouldn't have happened I had no idea what the battle was yeah and when you learn about it and you see it's a sickness yes it starts rooted in sin but you find out what it does to the brain then I then it became more of like well if he had a brain tumor I wouldn't 
I, I would fight. I would, you know, right. do what I could. So yeah. that helped me. That was yeah. an essential part of my forgiveness story. Yeah. yeah. And for me, just watching Warpath, that wrecked me. Did I mean, it? that really wrecked How me. So? Just, I think hearing Dr. Duck put that into words, my experiences that, you know, things that I was going through that I thought I was, there's nobody else feeling these things. Yes. There's no one else going and putting a, a, a name to stuff. That, I mean, that really wrecked me of like, okay, I'm, I'm not normal. <laughs> There's right. nothing about being normal, but this isn't so peculiar and odd. There's millions of people that are struggling with these things. Right. So I encourage women to And he's so honest. He I love is. how direct he is with the men. He is like, no nonsense. This is what you need to do. You wielded that sword against your family. You destroyed them. Now you got to be the source of their healing. Yeah. And what does that look like to step up and be the man? And, you know, some men sadly don't step up. Mm -hmm. and they won't do it but it helps as women for us to know that there is an elixir there is an anecdote there is medicine now it's their choice as to whether or not they're going to take it i didn't know i didn't know yeah. there was a, a solution i didn't mm -hmm. know there was even steps that had to be taken right now you know once i figured that out i'm like okay now i'm going to step back and see if lamar actually does it it's up to him now mm -hmm. it's, it's his That's choice it. as to whether or not he's going to do it yeah and you know as much as we applaud when we see a man like doug and lamar and jeremy and, yeah. and other men and marcos yes that are kind of take this really tough uh very blunt approach with men of yes. hey this is wrong stop it what are you doing don't do that we love that as women we're like yes, yes do yes. that do that yes. but ladies we need to welcome it too yeah you know and i i want that i kind of have that personality <laughs> and i know you do too yeah of kind of like hey let's just put it out there but mm -hmm. we need to be receiving of that too and welcome that from other women that just yeah. call it out as it is and 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 tell you like it needs to be said yes right we, we talk about forgiveness ladies this journey of forgiveness we're not just talking about forgiving our husbands and the people that cheated on us mm -hmm. or our exes we're not just talking about that we're talking about forgiving ourselves yeah. i mean i i, I struggle forgiving myself how mm -hmm. did i miss it how did i allow that to yeah. happen how did i why didn't i see it or, or why when i first started getting an inclination did i not follow through with it more that for me of like yeah? okay it's that feeling of realizing okay i'm not crazy i thought i was crazy mm -hmm. but why didn't i do why didn't right. i do something right. why didn't i move on that right and there's forgiving the affair partners mm -hmm. forgiving the porn industry forgiving the women that that are are temptresses and 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 uh, pursuing married men i mean there's a lot there's levels and, and levels and our past levels. wounds our childhood mm -hmm. wounds that are the way maybe it wasn't modeled for us the, mm -hmm. the picture of forgiveness or past trauma that resurfaces yeah we, it, it will show you what you have not dealt with when you go through this storm it's going to unveil to you anything from your past that you have not dealt with i can assure you that that's during right. this recovery journey yep that's yeah. it i just so, got a glance at that it says yes, yes not crazy but what the heck yes. and the childhood triggers for real i yes. get it yep yes so it's you know the the men have to face their childhood traumas why were they were they overprotected were they uh, neglected were they you know what was it that brought them to their place of brokenness mm -hmm. but we do too we have to look to why is it so hard for us to forgive? Why why may we have some codependent behaviors? My, why might we be fearful to um, set up boundaries? Mm -hmm. You know, we yeah. gotta face those things. Why am I so passive? Why do I let people walk over me? Why do I let all these decisions be made and I don't have a voice to say anything? Or too loud yeah. of a voice or and I have loud. anger issues. That's it. And yeah. I throw things. <laughs> yeah, there, one thing that, that this brokenness will do and it's either going to completely break you and it's and you're 
you're not going to grow mm. or you're going to grow. You're going to allow the Lord to do the work in your heart and become a, a better person. Yes. You know, you're going to find yourself at the foot of the cross and saying, I, yeah, empty me. Yes. Because I'm a mess. Are you going to become bitter or, or better? better? Yeah. And there's no camp in the middle. No. You, you will rest in one camp or the other. Yeah. And you're right. It's going to bring stuff out in you that you didn't know was there. Yes. And there will be a little bit of bitterness along the way. I've mm -hmm. never seen anyone do this flawlessly. Yeah. It brings out the ugly. Mm -hmm. It definitely brings out the it ugly does. that needs needs suggesting. Mm -hmm. I want to jump into our lesson today, ladies. I'm so excited about what God has downloaded this month on Carissa. I just think it's so beautiful that you're just a willing vessel to hear these messages. Um, we can get comfortable reading scripture and just, oh, I know that story, and then just kind of blow through it. But God has given you the gift to be able to take scripture that we read over and over again, or a Bible story we're familiar with, and giving it a new light, a fresh perspective. And I love that. That is such a sweet, sweet gift. So I want to thank you for sharing oh, yeah. that with us. And and without me saying any more, please jump in yeah. and share what well, God I, downloaded. You know, Kristen, I think, I think that goes for anybody. I don't think it really, it's just having... Hmm. Just listening to the Lord and and kind of emptying yourself out and saying, God, what do you want to show me? Just show me something and and just having that approach to it. And I love the word of God because we can take any situation, any circumstance that we're going through, and we can apply God's word to it. We don't, there's no special formula. There's nothing outside of his word that like, oh, well, that the, the word of God is missing that. It needs mm -hmm. that. No, God's word is complete. And everything that he tells us, everything, we can apply it to any situation. And that's what I love. It is. Yeah. It's so beautiful. We so. don't have to have a PhD. We just need to be able to go to the word and say, God, what do you want to show me? And be intentional with creating out that time. Because yeah. I think the enemy uses busyness. He does. And that is the number one distraction for women is yeah. busyness. Oh, for definitely for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, Big me family, too. a lot going on, working. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, we just have to make time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was praying and asking the Lord, you know, what, what can we, what can we learn this week? Who can, what can be reflected from the word that would help us with forgiveness? And I, I started thinking about the story about Saul and um, his conversion on the road to Damascus. And Saul was a, man, he was a bad guy. He was a really bad guy. You know, he killed Christians and he was, he was ruthless. He was brutal. And so he has this transformation on the road to Damascus, which is, um, it was instantaneous, mm. but it was a true conversion. I mean, God broke him in a minute and his story is incredible. And then he goes on to be one of the most amazing, profound characters in biblical history about what he did and what he was able to accomplish. But his beginning was wretched. Yes. I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. So um, I can glass on because I can't see anything <laughs> these days. Um, so then, you know, he gets a new name. He becomes God redeems him and he becomes Paul. And so um, after his conversion, he immediately professes Christ. And we see that reflected in scripture. And then without hesitation, he humbles himself and he puts his words into action. And he knew that he had to prove himself to these people that he had been killing and betraying. So it wasn't just a matter of, um, you know, forgive me, and, and I've had this conversion. He had to prove who he was and what God had done in his heart. You know, you can imagine these disciples, they, they get word that, that this ruthless terrorist killer of Christians is now converted. I, I'm not going to buy it no. right away. I'm like, this, is a, no, yeah. this is a trick, right? right? right. A you know? fear, you know, just the fear of, of how can you trust this person? How yeah. can you do ministry side by side with someone who is persecuting and killing 
you know, our brothers and sisters two seconds ago. Right. That's right. You know, he went into the into the synagogue and and his authenticity was questioned. You know, he's starting to to preach and teach about his conversion and, and share. And and they questioned they yeah. questioned his authenticity. I would, too. But he didn't waver. Mm-hmm. He didn't waver. He he stayed steady. And one of the key things that that stood out in his story is he humbled himself mm. and he didn't he didn't take a, a posture of defensiveness or excuses for what he did or, or the way he was. And he didn't he didn't have this defensive posture. He mm. was humble. Yes. He humbled himself and he proved with his actions that there was a transformation of heart. And so this is where the Lord was leading me through his story about what forgiveness looks like and what forgiveness and repentance looks like in the heart of the betrayer. Yes. And that's where the story goes. Um, you know, in Acts 9, Paul attempts to join the disciples. And so, I'm, I, you know, I kind of picture this. Disciples are, you know, sitting around talking and, and they hear that Paul is coming. And, and in a moment, he could have picked up a sword and slayed all of them. That's what I yes. would, would have been thinking. You walk through the doors of my home based on your actions from the past. I don't know that you've changed. You could pick up a sword and, and slay me at any time. And they were kind of living in fear and, and hiding too. Exactly. I mean, they weren't being yeah. welcomed all the time. Yeah. So there's safety. Right. And they didn't immediately trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's a, if you kind of line up biblical history and you look at the timeline, there there's a gap of three years where Paul has his conversion in Damascus, and then there's three years, and then he returns to Damascus. So a lot of scholars think that during that time, he was being taught. He was being renewed. His mind was being renewed before he launched into full-time ministry. Makes sense. You know, there was this period of time. And during that time, his actions are being tested. Is he who he says he is? Mm -hmm. And then um, even after that, if you kind of line up biblical history, there's gaps of a few years in between his conversion, his transformation, and when you finally see the disciples trust him. There's years in between. And so the the takeaway from that is Paul had to prove that he was repentant. Sure. He had to prove that. And the disciples, lovers and followers of Christ, didn't, or they knew that forgiveness didn't mean, okay, you've asked for forgiveness. I trust you. Walk on in. They held, they accepted, and they received and they forgave, but they put it to a test. That's right. You know, and that's the key. It is. That's the key. Um, so let's see where we're at here. Oh, but the big part, the big takeaway for me was humility was the key. Yes. Humility is the catalyst to repentance and forgiveness. And, you know, the big question for, for women when they're going through this is how do I know that my husband has really repented? How do I know that I have really forgiven? Mm-hmm. And on on both sides, it starts with humility, that if your, if your husband, if the unfaithful truly is walking in, in repentance, there will be humility. And what does that look like? That means, um, uh, is it gonna be perfect? Is, he, is, is it a posture of, I'm a doormat, walk all over me, keep reminding me and just battering me every single day with my sin and I'm just gonna take it? No, that's not what it looks like. And it's never gonna be where, every time a, a situation emerges in your recovery that he's going to say oh yes i receive yes. And, and you have some examples of of that with 
during with Lamar. Absolutely. That, you know, can you share one? Of Absolutely. I, I find it interesting that the answer, what we are looking for as women is humility. Mm -hmm. We really are. I mean, because they can't pay this debt. I mean, there's been a debt that's been created. They have wronged us, but there's nothing they can do to take that away. They can't, they can't pay it back. Right. Even if we were to go out and have an affair, that doesn't eliminate that the doesn't, pain. Yeah. It does not fix anything. There's nothing that can be done to pay that debt back. And so the root of Paul's sin, Saul's sin, and our husband's sins who have struggled with sexual addiction, it's been pride. Mm -hmm. it, it's all rooted in pride. It's, I got this, I need this, I want this, I'm gonna take it now. And mm -hmm. it's become they've they've become um, a slave to themselves. Yeah. And so, so that's the opposite right. of that's what it. we need to see in recovery is them dying to themselves and having that posture of humility. And and Paul, it took time. And if it took it him did. time, it's gonna take our husband's time. They're gonna need to learn how to do this. Right. It's not gonna be an instantaneous wake up and all of a sudden they're gonna be the beautiful picture of humility, like mm -hmm. you said. Yeah. Our journey was very rocky. Um, one story in particular. Um, you know, we set up boundaries. Boundaries are extremely important. That's the testing part. That's that is the testing part. And boundaries move and they change. And initially they need to be very high. You need to be, you know, accountability software and checking in everywhere you're going. And, and then as trust is built, you, you can start letting go of that mm -hmm. um, a little, you know, as, as you agree upon. Um, so we had some very high boundaries at the beginning and some that we even still have in place. For example, my husband doesn't go to bars alone. I mean, we can go together if we are meeting up with people, but there's no reason for him to go alone. Alcohol has been a part of his poor decision making in the past. So that was something there's no need for you to go to a bar. Well, we had a situation where um, he was at a swim meet with our sons and they were hungry and the restaurant that the boys picked happened to be a restaurant that served food and alcohol. There was a bar in the middle and they didn't sit at the bar, but they went to the restaurant and he did not drink alcohol he didn't drink alcohol but he was still there so in his mind he's justified well this is okay i'm with my boys I'm not drinking alcohol it's not late at night so he's justified this but the boundary was you don't go to a bar period that's what it was and so and i think I, he said he didn't call you he didn't either. call and ask yeah. either that would yeah. have been beautiful like yeah. hey what do you think of this you lamar know, if you're watching you should have called <laughs> That's good. And so and he didn't. So and he didn't bring it up either. So it came up like a week or two later. They were saying something about watching a game and they saw it at this restaurant. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What? That's a bar. When were you guys at the bar? Oh yeah, we went during a swim meet. I'm like, what and the what the what? I mean, just you would have thought that he had just had another affair. Yeah. And and it crushed me. I mean, I was still very fragile. I was still we were still in the trust building stages. We're always in that. But um, and I it wrecked me. I'm like, mm -hmm. I started questioning, why am I doing this? Why am I in recovery? I was livid. I was so livid. And of course, I'm painting a picture in my mind. What else is he? What other boundaries is he breaking and not telling me and justifying mm -hmm. in his that head? That one. That one. That, I mean, yeah. I started spiraling. Yep. I'm like, OK, now we got to yeah. go revisit every single boundary and see which other ones you've stepped over the line and, mm -hmm. and have stretched and have, have gotten comfortable with. And it scared me. Yeah, it really scared me. But this was the beautiful thing in the past, whenever I was triggered, um, Lamar hadn't learned this yet. He would get a little defensive. 
Like, but wait, wait just a second. Look at all the good I'm doing. I mean, I'm meeting with men. I'm in the word every day. I'm, I'm going to groups. I'm doing this and that. And you haven't seen any other behavior. So you, you can't just focus there. You can't just, and that would make me angrier. When he would sell his recovery, that would just make me so much angry mm -hmm. because that's not humility, Krista. Yeah, that's, that's just the, pride. Right, right. That's pride that's and recovery. Pride. Yeah. I mean, that's just bringing pride into something good. Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous too. Yeah. And so I wasn't seeing that posture of humility in the past. But in this case, I had to come quickly, think of a boundary. And I was reading this book. It happened to be on my bed when we were having this conversation, very heated conversation. I'm like, I think you need to read this book. And because we did it, we decided to do an in-house separation. He was going to sleep in the other room. He's like, oh, how long? And this isn't fair. And it, no humility, just like just fighting me. But I didn't do anything wrong. And it's not the boys were there. And it was just justifying and excuses. And and that just made me angrier and angrier because to me, that's all rooted in pride again. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that's not the picture of recovery. So I gave him this book and I said, once you read this and you digest it and you're ready to sit down and talk to me, then we'll talk about what the next step will look like. And the next morning, I mean, he was mad. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I know he's not here to tell the story, but he would tell you if you were sitting here and he shares the story with men. He was livid. He's like, oh, how dare she make me? I, I've read that book already. And how dare she? She's manipulating me. She's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he went to bed angry. But the Holy Spirit would not let him sleep. And that, that book was kind of like, read me, read me. Mm -hmm. So he ended up picking it up and started reading it and the Holy Spirit started working on his heart. He's like, oh crap, I missed the mark here. I missed the mark. This isn't about the restaurant. Mm -hmm. This is about my response to her pain. Mm -hmm. And this was a perfect opportunity. I could have stepped up and given her medicine. Yeah. And instead I opened up her wounds. Mm -hmm. All he needed to do was be humble. Yeah. And just say, oh, I, even if it was completely 100% innocent, I never would have felt it had I not been betrayed by him in the past. Right. And it's because of what he did in the past is where I am today. Yeah. Um, in that moment, feeling that pain. And he has to own that. Mm -hmm. And had he just owned it and just said, oh, didn't think that went through total. I mean, what can I do to help you? We never would have had it extended out. Yeah. That's it. That's we it. just want humility that's it and guys if you're listening to this i'm going to give you a look you don't know us yeah. but we're women and sometimes we can't listen to the ones that we love when they're trying to especially when there's pain if you really truly want to reconcile a relationship with your wife yeah. listen to what we're saying <laughs> that is going to go such a long way mm -hmm. just even if it does and like christina saying now in this moment after so many years of recovery, it might be it might sound silly. And in the right. in in that second, Lamar didn't mean anything. It was right. innocent, and it may not be, it may not make any sense. But just listen to her heart. It's her pain that she's trying to express and give her that. That's a gift to her, but it's also a gift to you. But one of the other bigger things too that we need to for women is if Christina wasn't disciplined with her boundary if she had questioned herself or dismissed it and thought okay i'm being silly this is ridiculous or i'm being too emotional mm -hmm. and she dismissed that then lamar would not have had that moment with the holy spirit allowing him to break down pride that was that was there so you stepped out of the way to allow the lord to deal with lamar on something and even though it was insignificant he was pointing something out to lamar so we have a role in this whole 
this whole thing with forgiveness and boundaries and and part of that is not be not stepping in the way to let the lord do the work in in your husband's life we have to step out of the way absolutely absolutely and but it's a it's a juggling act though because as much as we need to step in the way the holy spirit can use us as their greatest sanctifying tool too yeah but we have to be willing we have to be willing and that's where we have to look at our pride because it's very easy when you've been betrayed to be able to say that's his issue Mm -hmm. that he needs to do recovery not me he needs to fix this marriage he now needs to romance me he needs to and chris i just caught myself where what oh honey uh, seven years out i mean he could tell you exactly but um i caught myself because tiana was talking about this hot date place and she's like you got to take you got to plan a hot date for lamar and it hit me so hard i'm not kidding you in that moment it was like pow like a sucker punch i've stopped planning dates for my husband Oh, really? Yes, I have. And he does all the date planning. He does all the date planning, everything. I used to back before the affair, and I would pour my heart into planning date nights and making reservations, setting up childcare. That was like an act of love. But I realized in that moment, there was still something in me that was like punishing. That's his job now. He's in charge of doing the romancing. He's in charge. And that's where Stronger Together has been very eye-opening for me. Because mm-hmm. I have become intimacy anorexic during this journey. Mm. Even though I have forgiven Lamar, I still self-consciously yeah. um, withhold, yeah. punish. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's his job now. I don't need to do that. But that's his going to be his responsibility. Yeah. And that's dangerous that because dangerous. now that's, that's not humility. Right. That's pride. And now it's becoming my sin. Right. Yeah. And that's very dangerous. That, and it goes back to we both have to, on both sides, the husband and the wife, there's a, there's a place for humility on both sides. We have to, we have to. Absolutely. This is not just about, he's got to perfect forgiveness to make our marriage work. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we need to do the work inside us too. That's it. But what does that work look like, Chris? Like if, I mean, how, what are some steps we can give the ladies into, well, what, what can I do? Because it's not just saying, yeah, I forgive you. And then everything feels better. It yeah. doesn't happen that way. The feelings forgiveness is not a feeling, ladies. If you walk away with anything, please remember that forgiveness is not no. a feeling. The feelings will follow. It's a it's a behavior. It's, it's an action. It's choices. That's right. It's a journey. It's a day to day thing. So what kind of day to day things does that look like? Can ladies do um, to demonstrate? And it's almost like um, a muscle that you have to work out a forgiveness muscle um what can we do to work that out yeah i you know i i talk about this a lot and so i'm i'm on repeat but i think and tiana and i were just talking about this i think there's there's a big problem when we victimize ourselves that it it allows room for unforgiveness when we're constantly the victim yes and my challenge would be to women is remove it from your vocabulary remove any kind of words any kind of statements that place you as a victim that's good you know but give me some ideas um, or some statements um and i know I women just, say you this said a good one i know and it's we say one. it a lot and i know i've said it too, too but stop saying i didn't deserve i don't deserve the truth is i deserve hell amen i mean i there's not we a single do. good person on the face of this earth you yes. know and myself included I deserve hell. So I don't want to use that in my vocabulary. I don't deserve. Right. I deserve so much worse. Right. You know, and that's not saying that what they did was right or mm-hmm. justifying it or giving any place for it. 
It's just saying that I'm not going to be a victim and I'm not going to declare that over myself because constantly being the victim opens up a door for bitterness and blame and nobody heals. You don't heal. He doesn't heal. You can't get past that. So for me, that's one of, of take an inventory of your life and your vocabulary. What words, what posture, what position do you take that makes you a victim and Mm -hmm. get rid of it? Just make a list and say, I'm not saying that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. It changes you. It It changes changes you. you, And it'll be a slow fade, but it'll definitely be a fade. And you'll wake up one day not even recognizing who you see in the mirror. That's it. It is scary. Um, One that comes to mind for me, um, and I love that. You don't want that to be your identity, but uh, we, just like our men created unhealthy neural pathways with their Mm -hmm. sexual sin, we can create unhealthy neuropathways with our unforgiveness or our bitterness or reliving the story and telling all the details of what our husband did. Uh, you no, Don't get me wrong, you need a counselor, you need a safe person to be, that you can share everything with. That mm-hmm. is absolutely a part. But if you, every single person you're coming in contact with, you are reliving the faults of your husband, reliving the faults of the AP. And that is just what you were talking about. Every time you tell that, you are building up and, and reinforcing unhealthy neuro pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's sin. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it's stinking thinking. And you're giving, you know, mental real estate, you gotta be very mindful of what you put in there because yeah. what goes in is what's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where bitterness is gonna take root, not just in your heart, but in your brain too. And so that's very dangerous when women are, when they share their story and they focus so much on the pain part and all the trauma and what he did. And let me tell you this. And, um, you know, one thing that Lamar and I do, we've shared our story so many times, uh, but when we share it, we spend about this much time on the, on the shooting and mm-hmm. the, the murder and, the, um, and his acting out, but we spend this much time on the redemptive part, what God did, the changes that happened. Yeah. The, 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 um, the where God was in our story. Yeah, that's where we need to be focusing our yeah. our, our mental energy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also the whole not telling the story for me, and I, I found myself doing it is I didn't. I felt like I needed to explain myself of why I was divorced. I need people to know that I didn't do anything. Sure. That wasn't me. And that's not a that's not humility. And that's really yeah. not. It's not forgiveness. It's not right. letting it go and saying, you know, I don't care. I don't care what people think. I don't care. I don't need to expose every sin. I don't need this to come back and be about me. Yes. And but that was a big one for me. It's like I don't want people to think that I did any. You know. Right. But God's working on all of us. And yes. there's and and it goes back to humility, mm. just humbling yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I also think another very good step to take. And this is something I've watched you do. Um, I've watched Tiana do. I've been around some incredibly strong women. Um, Tracy, you're there. I've watched you do this. And Tiffany and Esther, um, some of the strongest, most beautiful women. Um, I see that they are empathetic. Mm -hmm. When they talk about their loved ones, it is with compassion for the brokenness that they experienced. If you don't know your husband's story, like why did he get to this place the childhood trauma the childhood wounds if they were there or what he had been exposed to what brought him there if he has not walked you through that journey that is a step missing in your own recovery because it helps me when i am reminded of lamar has losses in this too Mm -hmm. this isn't just me that has losses 
he was lost the ability to appreciate and value women for the way God designed them. He lost years of being able to, I mean, there's so many losses he's had. And I had to do that on my recovery journey, account for his losses. Mm. That's empathy. That's hard. That is so That's really hard, hard because you think, no, 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 no. I didn't cheat. I didn't have sex with somebody else. I didn't yeah. masturbate and look at porn. And so you, you justify, I'm just the victim. No, and, and you gotta, you gotta not just account for what it cost you, because that is another tangible step we need mm-hmm. to talk about. But you also need to be um, compassionate, empathetic to what it cost him, regardless of whether or not you stay. Mm-hmm. It, you really need to know why they were broken. Yeah. Can you pray for your husband? Can you? It, even you? if you're, do you? Even if you're, if Oof. it didn't end and, or, you know, it didn't go the way, you, you know, and now it's your ex, can you pray? Mm. Can you release that in prayer? That's I mean, that's a, that's a tell sign of, of forgiveness. Of, it is. Can I pray? And like you were saying, can I pray for the affair partner? Oh, that's so like, that's crazy hard. I've heard women actually say, and I, trust me, I, I, was, I was there once. Mm-hmm. I can forgive my husband. I will never ever forgive the woman who slept with them or the women or whoever i'm like oh oh huh forgiveness is everyone jesus says forgive that's not just our husbands and our family members it's everyone yeah and that's a tough one and that's a tough one and that's actually an interesting story i had no intention of of um, working with women who were um the betrayers and so when i went into this ministry i told god that i will help women that have been hurt and betrayed but there's no way I can sit across from a woman who's a cheater. This is a good story. You know, yeah. and I'm like, no, not going to do it. God, you know my heart, you know my limits. Um, I, I'm never going to forgive the women that um, Lamar was with and and the the women that are his type. I mean, I had a list of things that is over here. I'm just going to hurt, you know, work with the ones that are um, that have been betrayed. And so I was working with the church up in Wisconsin, and one day um, a woman came into a house, and I had women over, and we were sitting there having tea, and beautiful woman, just you would fall in love with her right away, like the second you met her, and she starts telling her story, and I start realizing, oh my goodness, this as it starts unfolding, she's the one that had the affair. Mm-hmm. Throat like, punch. Oh my gosh! What well, uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to like my hot tea. I'm like, could this yeah. scald her? And uh-huh. I'm thinking. You got to get out of my house woman you got to get out of my house you 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 went you i mean Mm -hmm. i'm just it was horrible it was all this stuff coming up but i could see her beauty and her brokenness and then she starts talking about what her dad did to her and and the pain that she went through and i found myself weeping with her by the end of the the morning and then all of a sudden i just had this this god just in that moment downloaded this passion for women that are broken too, that have been yeah. um, unfaithful. And yeah. I work with them too. So it's just, it, it can happen ladies. And yeah. it, I hear it, I hear it a lot of getting to that place. Yeah. So maybe our challenge is before you release the words, I will never forgive her. I could never forgive a woman like that. Just hold that to yourself. Yeah. I mean, I know, we know it doesn't happen overnight, but just mm-hmm. hold your words and ask yeah. God to work on your heart. Yeah. Because it, and that's another thing, Christina, is like now we kind of see every every woman, every female that I see that's putting themselves out there in a in a demeaning, objectifying way. And, you know, the, the way they're dressed, the way they're acting, mm-hmm. your your mind and your heart kind of transforms from, ugh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, ugh, why? Right. 
why that you know like you, there's broken like there's something there, there. yeah mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you just don't want to throat punch some of these people because you do <laughs> you know it's not excusing their behavior either right but let god transform that That's in your right. heart yeah let, let him be the judge yeah we're called the love and doesn't mean that you're going to have them over for dinner you know the affair partner over for dinner yeah. that's not safe not a good idea that's there should stupid. be no communication with <laughs> that affair partners that yeah. is not no. but you can forgive from afar mm-hmm. and and just leave them at the foot of the cross and just that's trust it. that god god yeah. has it okay. you know there's some other things that i found to be um very beneficial carissa um, if you are in the process right now of working on forgiveness, whether you're married, whether you're separated, whether you're divorced, it's hard work. It is hard work. If it's not hard work, I challenge you may have not started your journey yet mm-hmm. um, because you do have to dig deep. Um, there's, you know, the first thing you do is you have to identify who's hurt you because it's not just your husband. You are going to have anger to, to maybe you had a friend that knew about it that you trusted that he didn't tell you, you know, or um, the other women or um, his mom for wounding him. That's an easy one to get mad at. Yeah. You know, she screwed him up as a kid and Mm -hmm. she hadn't been so overprotective or so overindulging, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have this mess to fix now. Yeah. I mean, that's a legitimate person that has wronged you or that you could take offense to. Um, So you need to know who has sinned. Um, But then you need to know what did it cost you? we we skip this step mm-hmm. we're just like okay i have to forgive them because jesus tells me to and you do but you need to know what it is you're forgiving because mm-hmm. if you just do a blanket forgiveness then things are going to resurface over time because yeah. you haven't addressed it yeah you don't know what you're forgiving for you need to know what you're forgiving for so you need to know it's a debt debtor it's a ledge mm-hmm. you have to create that ledge uh, and and see what it is. Mm-hmm. You actually have to create it. And 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 what I'm talking about is things like, you cost me safety. Your infidelity cost me safety because you were supposed to protect me, and you were supposed to 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 honor and cherish me. You cost me my self esteem. You know, your infidelity cost me um, our wedding vows. And mm-hmm. I mean, just you have to go through yeah, and list inventory. out an inventory. But then. When you have that inventory and you have that list, you're at a crossroads. You have a decision to make, and it's one of two things. You hold on to that debt mm-hmm. ledger, you hold on to it, and you can laminate it, you can frame it, you can refer back to it, keep a list, ongoing list of wrongs, like Tiana's counselor yeah. Yeah. stupidly told her. So you can dumb. just keep going and just keep, oh, mm, he messed up there, mm, didn't get in the Bible today, and you can keep that ledger going, or you can decide to burn it. Yeah burn it yeah like destroy it yeah that's that that is your choice yeah. and and have like a ceremonial like this uh, like mm-hmm. this is what it costs but before you do that there's one other step that needs to be taken that's also skipped all the time and this is this is for men to do too in their recovery journey what feelings are associated with that loss because our initial feeling is going to be anger mm-hmm. or we're going to flee, shut down, break down. Those are all just the initial, but anger's easy. It's easy to, 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 to scream, to yell. To, it's a protective uh, reaction. It's a primary response, mm-hmm. but it's protecting something much more raw, something deeper, right? much deeper, yeah. much more vulnerable, much mm-hmm. more sensitive and something we don't want yeah. to face. Yeah like like when you did that you made me feel like i wasn't good enough mm-hmm. you made me feel like i wasn't valued i felt rejected mm-hmm. that's a lot harder to say than you're a butthead 
I mean, right. you know, yeah. um, it's, it's a lot easier to scream and call names than it is to say, I felt abandoned. I felt mm-hmm. isolated. I feel useless. I feel yeah. whatever, but you have to have the feelings attached to it too. Yeah. And then that's going to tear open. Where did that come from? That Where did that come where from? Where did that come from? Yes. Yeah. And I could not have had a better setup talking about burning it because yes. something that we discussed yes. the other day, and it, it was in our morning Bible study, we're reading from Ezekiel and something stood out to me in the scripture. And then something that Lamar had said, Yes. and this just goes perfectly. But in, in this scripture, it was talking about burnt offerings. And I know what a burnt offering is, but this stood out to me. And I was thinking, why did it have to be burnt? Like, why, why burnt? What is so significant about being burnt? And so I stopped and I was just praying about that. And I was doing some research and I was looking up. But a burnt offering, it symbolized, actually, let me back up. Throughout scripture, it talks about burnt offerings are a pleasing aroma to God. Well, if you know anything about burning flesh, that stinks. That's nasty. Yeah. The smell of burning flesh. Right. And anything burnt, I mean, I burn toast and my kids are like, ew, what is yeah, that? Get it out of the house. House. Yeah. It's Why awful. is that pleasing to the Lord? Mm. It's pleasing to the Lord because it it represents total surrender. Complete and total surrender. You have burnt it to the ground. There is nothing left. So then my thought was, well, you know, why not what why not bury it? Why couldn't it be buried? Why couldn't you have killed the offering, bled it out, and then let it decay? I mean, this is so, burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it. And the Lord was showing me, because if we bury it, it gives us something to go back to. It gives us something to idolize. Mm. It gives us something to go back to, to remember. And so with forgiveness, forgiveness is your burnt offering. It's completely burning it to the ground. And then Lamar said something. He was talking about that a gentleman had reached out to him and made the statement of why can't we just go back to the way it was before mm-hmm. the affair? Why can't we, you know, when what, do I get ground again in yeah, my home? Yeah. Like he, he was upset that he didn't have any authority or any, um, yeah. yeah just he just wanted ground. to go back. Just like, like, can go we back. just, can we forgive? I'm repenting. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the work. Can we just get back? This goes for both sides, but guys, you don't ever go back. You don't. There is no going back. It's, it's burnt. You can't go back. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to go back to. And do you really want to go back? Like, why do you want to go back? You need to burn that thing down. Burn, the broken marriage, burn it down. It's gone. It's done. Yeah. You're not going back. You don't want to go back. Let God do something new. When you burn it down, you give him a place to rebuild and do something new. But forgiveness mm-hmm. has to be your burnt offering. You have to be able. That's it. Burn it down, let it, it go. And and not having something to go, a grave takes you back to remember. Yeah. You don't want to do that. No. So yeah, so you have that choice. You make your, your debt ledger. Mm-hmm. You put the feelings behind it. And then when you look at it, you can laminate it, hold on to it, and just own it. If you're going to own it, just be proud of it. As people yeah. come in, hey, let me tell you everything my husband did today. I mean, just you might as well just own it or burn it. Burn I mean, it. like seriously, not symbolically, seriously, or symbolically, but yeah. seriously, burn it and take the ashes and go spread it in the ocean. Yeah. And then if you're, you feel um, unforgiveness, go back out in the ocean and remind yourself that it's been, it's been dealt, dealt with. It's burnt. It's over. You it's share gone. that with me in my journey yeah. early on. And I couldn't figure out like, okay, I've forgiven, but why am I feeling this way? I constantly felt like I had a temperature of 101. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's awful. Does anybody else, it any is... other ladies know what that feels like? Like Ooh. I lived a, a 
low grade fever. Absolutely. Felt like for a year. Mm -hmm. Like why, what is this? I forgive him. What is it? And you said to me one day, have you grieved the loss? Have you really grieved all your losses? Have you wrote it out? Do you know it? I'm like, I think I have. Mm -hmm. And then I avoided it. I was like, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be victim to this. I'm over it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm moving on. It's like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I did exactly what you told me to do. And I wrote it out and man, I put that out there and I was like, well, crap. Now yes. I'm going to have to deal with something else because that didn't just come from a broken marriage. <laughs> that came from something else. And God used that to really, really clean you know what was going on so i challenge women to do that that's i do really too. i do really too. good and it's whether you do it alone if you're in a situation where you're divorcing by all means do it if i encourage um, women to do this uh, forgiveness journey with their husbands they need to know they need to know this is what it took and for them to do the same thing that empathy piece them being able to say my sin cost you this mm -hmm. um, this is what that's what we essentially all want is empathy we i mean like i said before they can't repay it but we want them to walk a mile in our shoes yeah and to sit in this cave that their sin created sit in that dark hole and look around at the claw marks where uh -huh. we've been trying to claw our way out of uh -huh. for so long and for them to look at the blood look at the tears look at the the sleepless nights and to know what it cost so they can see how devastating it is mm -hmm. so they won't do it again yeah. if they felt an ounce of what we went through we we believe as women if they believe if they if they could feel it for a minute mm -hmm. then there's no way he could ever do it again yeah yeah and we need that validation yeah. for recovery and it starts on their part with humility yes. you're not going to get to empathy because these, the men are not going to just automatically be empathetic nope. overnight. It's mm -hmm. not going to happen. Um, it's harder for some men, but especially because of the addiction, they're not going to be empathetic. But the gateway to get there, the catalyst is, for, is I'm sorry, is humility. Mm -hmm. And humility will take you through that process. And that, um, before we get into the questions, maybe we can just, that, we hear a lot, like I was saying, of, of ladies saying, there's been repentance, we've got forgiveness, but how do I know are we moving forward? And like we're saying, and, and just to summarize that, there are some non-negotiables in, in recovery. There are the, you know, you have to do the work for the men. Mm -hmm. You have to be in recovery. You have to be in group. You have to be doing, if it's conquer warpath or whatever it is, you're doing something actively to break away from the sex, sex addiction and move into renewing your mind, counseling. Those are non-negotiables. Those are, those are not off the, t you have to do that. Right. So he has to be doing that. And then there are these secondary things. There's the list that kind of gets personalized. Mm. Like Christina was saying, what do I need to feel safe again? And he needs to come to the table with humility and say, okay, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but I believe you that that's what you need because you're hurting and, and that's how I can help you heal. Right. It's not going to a bar. It's um, not having dinner, even a work dinner with a female by himself, uh, whatever that is. Uh, access to his phone, whatever those things are, it's specific to your relationship. That's the second list. But then it's like, well, how do we gauge? Is he really healing? Are we really moving forward? That's where the sliding scale comes in mm -hmm. of, of a transformation. You know, for someone, it can be overnight. Those, those habits, those bad behaviors, they're gone in a, in a day, in an instant. Sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month. 
whatever that looks like. I don't know. Everybody's different. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in someone's life that that's getting them from point A to point B. If there's no movement, that's where there's a problem. Yes. Then ladies, you have a responsibility to say there's where he's not moving at all. There's no movement. Mm. You don't get to decide how fast or how slow the movement should be. That's the work of the Lord. And he does that through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If your spouse is doing the work, you have to be doing the work as well. So everybody is moving forward. If you're not moving forward, then you need to check yourself. If he's not moving forward, then you got to check yourself again. Am I a part of this? Am I slowing down his process? Am I constantly badgering him? A pastor that we love, Joby Martin, talks mm-hmm. about the dripping, a nagging wife. You can't do that in recovery either. Right. You can't be on his heels constantly and saying, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? You've hurt me. You should well, be doing this. compare to other men. Or why compare to other like men. this man in recovery or this man? He's yeah. going five days a week and I didn't see you in the word every single day. Yes. That's it. You can't do that either. Right. But there has to be movement on the scale. I if agree. there isn't, then you need to you need to consider what's going on why isn't he showing but it goes back to is there humility if he is humble if you will see that humility and if he is not humble then you've got to make some hard choices you have to make some tough decisions and this is chris this is where i know many women are going to get upset with us for saying it but we love you Mm -hmm. we've been in this storm we've been in your situation we've been at that crossroads both of us where we've had to make the hard decision and it gets to a point when a man says, I don't need to do that. I don't need to go to counseling. Well, that's okay. That's, not that's for fine. Me. If it's not for you, what about groups? Nope, I don't need to be with men. I can do this by myself. No, well, you that's, can't. That's pride. That's the I again and yep. pride right in the center of it. Yep. Um, I, I don't need to talk about it with you. I don't need to um, go to church. This isn't a church issue. I don't need to, and all the things that would make you feel safe, he's not willing to do. Essentially, mm-hmm. he's not walking away from his sin. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't look at pornography anymore. I'm healed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hear that one all the time. So mm-hmm. that we should, I'm just good. I don't need any yeah. of those other things. And, and the behaviors haven't changed. We hear this all the time. A woman just yesterday called to cancel an account for her husband. Ladies, Krista. don't do that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> don't do she that. Called to cancel no. for her husband. No, no, don't do that. And it made me so sad because the man wasn't going to step up and fight for the marriage. He wasn't going to do anything. And I get letters all the time from when my husband refuses to do this, refuses to do this. And this is the tough message that you're not going to like me for saying it. But now you have a decision you have to make and you can choose to continue living this lifestyle. But if you do, and this is, I know you're not going to like it. You're enabling the sin. Yeah. I I just have to put it out there, ladies. You are now no, you are contributing to the sin. It's no Mm -hmm. different than if you were out having the affair and you're rolling out the red carpet to Mm -hmm. Satan to your marriage, to your husband, to your kids, to your home, to people that you come in contact with. If you don't stand against this sin, you might as well be sleeping with the women he's sleeping yeah. with too. And I'm I'll, sorry. I'll, I know that's blunt, it is, but it is. It's it is not blunt. okay. I'll go a step further. Stop complaining about it. Yeah. You got to stop complaining about it. Exactly. If you're going to, if you're going to, you made a choice. Mm-hmm. And if that's your choice, then own it. If your choice is 
I'm going to let these things slide because I have a comfortable lifestyle. It's too difficult to leave. I don't want to go, I through, don't the divorce, want to go through the divorce. I don't. Kids. Yeah, I don't want to do all that. That's your choice. Yeah. Then own it and be and done. And be ready to be accountable on your judgment day. Yeah, because that is now you are wrapped up in the sin. Yeah, you're allowing it. You're permitting yeah. it, and that's really tough. But you got it. Gotta, you have to. You have to accept that. I, I did it. Yes. You know, I did it. And so even though, and you can think that you're not doing it. Mm. You can think like, well, I, I don't tolerate that. I don't want that. But not dealing with why can't I speak up? Why can't, what is it? This doesn't have anything to do with me worrying about being on my own, not having money. I'm, I'm strong. Right. But right. what is it? Why? What is that inside of me that is tolerating something when I know? Mm -hmm. And so you're gonna have to deal with your your own nonsense yes. and say, I, I got to step out of the way. Yes, because God can't deal with him. That's it. If you're in the way. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's tough. But... Everybody's journey is different. The time frame God will speak to you, the, the amount of time he's going to call you to fight for your marriage and to stay in it, because he will. He will call women to, and say, no, yeah. this journey isn't over. I need you to fight for him. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's messed up. He's lost, but I need you to stay. That's what he did to me. Mm -hmm. and, but I knew it was a year. God was very clear. That's important, ladies. Hear that. It's a it time was, stamp. I knew it was a winter, a winter summer, spring, fall. I just I knew it as clear as the day that God downloaded that on me. You have to fight for every season. And I'm yeah. not saying that that's the same thing you have to do. It might just be a month, 30 days. It could be six years. Yeah. Everybody's story is different. But I knew without a doubt that in one year I was going to know whether or not I was going to stay married. And I told Lamar, I'm giving this a year. I'm not signing divorce papers. I am fighting because God has told me to fight for a year. At the end of that year, I'll know whether or not I'm supposed to stay or go. Yeah. And, and that that is and I think that's something and if I'm wrong, correct me on oh, this, please. but I from every story, whether it's successful and there's been restoration or it's ended in divorce and and she has gone on to heal or whatever it is, every story, there's a time stamp. Yeah, there is. There is a time stamp it's and your time season. it's a season that's and it. it it's going to look different from everyone, but never is there a place, in my opinion, so it's just for what that there is a it's just an open season and we're just going to keep dealing with it and dealing this with is it your cross and to just bear yeah until we're just your last nope, 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 and nope. what that does if you take on that mentality and i've seen it i've seen women who think they are being christian godly women yeah this is my cross to bear and this is this is just what i'm going to have to do until the day i die mm -hmm. um because i am committed my vows my and and they don't realize that that's pride yeah it's pride and, and they're fear. and they're in fear but they're rendered useless mm -hmm. for god to be able to use them to help other people to be in ministry to be a good mother to mm -hmm. be a good steward because when you stay with someone that's broken that's all you can fixate on is the brokenness and the and the man that is hurting you and that becomes your life yeah. and your existence and that's god did you not design no. us there, to have yeah. his sin be our existence yeah God has, a, God has a greater purpose for your yes. life. That's not the cross he's placed on you to carry. Is Which, that, that's not it. You're exactly right. Which brings me to another good point for this journey and forgiveness. What is the purpose in your pain? Doing mm -hmm. that evaluation, how is God going to use this to help other yeah. people? Because he will, if you allow to, all things come mm -hmm. together for those who love him and called according to his purpose. It is 
everything, everything can be used for his glory. That's all it. things, including the infidelity, including that, including that. So yeah. I know we are, what, how are we doing with time? I do want to get think, to a couple of these questions. Yeah, I'm let's okay knock them out. A little bit. I was yes. going to say, let's hit a, um, this is one that here. came in um, last week, Carissa. Mm -hmm. um, she wrote, she said, um, Carissa, I desperately wanted our marriage to work, but my husband will not commit to recovery. He won't meet with men or go to counseling with me. He says that his, it's not his thing. We kind of talked about this. Mm -hmm. I finally filed for divorce and he is blaming me for our family being torn apart. Our divorce is becoming ugly and he is being ruthless towards me. If I keep fighting, does that mean I am not being forgiving? Should I just drop it all and let the marriage go without a legal fight for an equitable parting? Mm, that's a good question. Well, first of all, there's no wrong in your decision. Yeah. You know, you have to start with God's word is clear about divorce and you have a justifiable reason for divorce. So get that in your knower. Mm. Like there's there's no wrong in your decision if that's what you've decided. Um, but forgiveness and grace doesn't mean being a doormat. And there's nothing wrong with using the legal system to uh, not become your your token of vengeance. Don't use the system. Don't 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 do that. You know, your marriage covenant before God said that you were one. And so that made that made everything about your life one. Yeah. And so you don't want um, it's not unforgiving to to do something that supports uh, or how do I say it? That is fair, that is just. I think it's unforgiving when women go in and they use the legal system to say, oh, I'm going to get back at them. And this is my vengeance. I'm going to take everything they have and they deserve that. I'm just going to, but I don't think you should just walking away and saying, well, I've forgiven. So I'm just going to let it all go. I don't think there's any wisdom in that. Mm -hmm. um, the marriage covenant made you one and that gave you legal rights um, under God mm -hmm. and under the state. And when you do anything above what is, what is fair, then I would start questioning your heart. But but there are consequences there, there are consequences yeah. and and you know if you have children of support for your children and so no i don't think it's i don't think it's unforgiving to to be fair yeah. to be just just That's don't go above then you got a question what am i doing keep doing a heart check yeah and get someone this is where community is very important ask someone ask another woman a, a trusted sister hey can you hold me accountable during this divorce process can you can you keep make sure that i'm not becoming bitter and that I'm becoming better during this yeah. journey. You yeah. do. You need that accountability because you're not going to see it in yourself because pride blinds you. Right. You can never see your own pride. Right. It's blinding. Yeah. So you have to have someone be able to point out your your you know your inadequacies or if yeah. you're being um, un, un Christ like and yeah. unforgiving. And just keep doing the right thing. Keep yeah. doing what is what you know reflects. The characteristics of Christ and, and whatever the decision, whatever the outcome is of your divorce or whatever, God's going to bless you no matter what. Yes. He's going to bless you for doing the right thing. So yes. just do the right thing. Yes. Yeah. Righteous, righteous living. Love it. Yeah. Ladies, the chat is open. So if you do have other questions, Chris and I won't be able to see those because what we have to do is we have to put our glasses and get so close to the camera. Um, it's very hard for us to see, but we have people on chat. I'm going to ask our our loyal um, regulars to chime in and help people that um, are regular. Sandra, I see you on there, um, but Tiffany, if you could step up and help and Tracy and Esther and um, you wonderful ladies, um, I would love for you to help those that have questions on the side. 
Chris and I will look at the chat history um, and pull up those questions as well. So if we feel like we need to dive deeper, we can visit that next month yeah. uh, and get any other, you yeah. know, fill in any holes. So just because we don't address things right now does not mean we won't be answering your question. So do you have let one? Me, yeah, let me throw one your way. There's so many good ones. Oh um, my goodness, we ladies, thank you for submitting these. Yeah. Anytime you need to, put my email up there, christina.d at soulrefiner.com. Uh, send me your questions. It's one we can address in the future, or I'll send an email or have Carissa send something. Please, please, please don't go without yeah. asking. Mm -hmm. So this one said, I chose to forgive my husband after I discovered he had an affair with a woman from work. When I found out, I made him choose between his job and me. Now he's depressed and withdrawn. I don't want to ask because I don't want to hear he misses his affair partner. So I just pretend everything is all right. How long do I stay with a man who doesn't seem to love me and is more broken about his breakup with his girlfriend than the pain it caused me? Ugh, that's, oh, uh, that's a lot, a lot. Um, that is rough. And I actually went through something very similar to that, Carissa, because my husband was in a place where he thought he loved his affair partner, was going to start a new future with her. Oh, and, nice. and I was coached at the time um, because I was I wasn't giving up. I was still fighting. I'm like, it's not over. You're my husband. I am, I'm going to I'm going to fight for this marriage. And so the advice that I was given is you don't let her mention her name. It is, mm. That is, it might as well be Satan's name, Lucifer yeah, himself. It is, does, cannot become a common, common household name. He cannot be comfortable talking about his affair partner. Like if she, you mention her name, like give a visceral, like do not mention her name in my house. Well, I'm, I'm going to just, just don't say that word again. Yeah. And like give a mm. visceral, I'm going to puke in my mouth yeah. and vomit it all over you if you say her name again. Because he's, he wants it to become a common household mm -hmm. name. He wanted me to be okay with him leaving. Yeah, that's he not okay. Wanted, he did not want it to feel, uh, and he wanted uh, compassion and empathy from me for the loss of his affair partner that was murdered. No, yeah, no, not my job. Yes, it's horrible she died, but somebody else can give him that comfort he needs, it, you know, whatever. That right. cannot be me. I'm his wife. Yeah. No. So no, I'm, her name is not going to be mentioned. We're not going to talk about it, but I am going to address the behaviors. Mm -hmm. We finally got to, and now at that point, he was not all the way into our marriage. So I couldn't give him an ultimatum. I knew he would choose to flee. He mm -hmm. would choose to leave at that point in time. Even though she was dead, he would move on and go with the other women he was with. So I could tell we were on fragile ground there. So I couldn't, couldn't do the ultimatum. So I had to fight in my own way of, okay, boundaries we're not going to be talking about it um, but then once um, he was committed to the marriage um, the boundaries change you know that's when you can have conversations like this hurts me it, it wouldn't have bothered him that it hurt me when he was one foot out the door but once he was committed I said this hurts me this behavior that you're grieving or you think you can bring up your past pain or you know the death or what have you mm -hmm. it, it is soul crushing to me that is a betrayal wound that you are opening up and that's not okay and that is not a way that you can continue to live um, forever and but i've seen women that have stayed with men that have you know never let go of their affair partner it's like they're they feel like that's the one that has gotten away and my challenge to you is that they're not doing the recovery work no because part of the recovery is not just letting go of the affair they're now 
supposed to be learning how to court and love the wife that they right. were given. Yeah. It's not about finding a new soulmate. Anyone can become a soulmate. It's falling in love with the mate of the soul God gave you. That's, and yeah. that takes love being a verb. And mm -hmm. when you pour into someone and you love them and you court them, the love on your heart grows for them. Mm -hmm. The reason they feel like they love their fair partners they were giving all their time and energy to their fair partner. Yeah. It's like if you, I mean, I use this example with the men when my husband and I mentor them, it's like a man finding this beat up car and, you know, they pour and pour themselves into this car and they name this car Betsy and, you know, they fall in love with this car. It's an inanimate object. Mm -hmm. This car did nothing for that man, but he loves this car because of all the hours and time he poured into it. Mm -hmm. where, where your affection is, your heart will follow. So if he That's is good. not seeking after you and rolling romancing and courting you and falling in love with you, of course, he's going to be pining after the loss of his affair partner. Yeah. So that's when you really need to be doing some intimacy exercises, yeah. watching stronger together, yeah. learning how to love one another and to bring back sexual and chemistry and, mm -hmm. and physical or um, emotional and spiritual and bringing that back. Yeah. 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 And it goes back to humility. And is he doing the work? Right. It's going to look messy. It's not going to look great. So you have your expectations have to be correct. Sure. You know, you can't have these high expectations. He knows he's done wrong and he's repent. And so now it's going to be just total pursuit. It's not going to be pretty. Yes. It's not going to be perfect, but it goes back again. If he's not doing the work, why not? Mm. Why is he not doing the work? Yeah. And that's how we get stuck in a situation where he's still talking about the affair partner years down the road. Yes, exactly. He really wasn't into recovery. No, and this this um, making love a verb, it goes both ways. Yeah. Because if you're struggling with unforgiveness as a wife, are you courting your husband? Mm -hmm. Or are you sitting back like I, I have in the past and nope, he's got to pursue me now. I'm not going to do that. And you're wondering why you don't love your husband and why you don't feel fond. I, I hear women say that all the time. He's doing the work, but I just, I feel nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to group, he's reading the Bible, but I feel nothing. It has nothing to do with what he's doing. What are you doing? What are you doing? Because you've yeah. stopped. I guarantee you, every single woman stops because they gave everything mm -hmm. and it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So they're like, why bother? And yeah. so they start withholding and they start pulling back. And all of a sudden they're wondering, why don't I feel love? It's because you stopped doing for them. You're self-consciously punishing them mm -hmm. and you're protecting yourself from getting hurt. Yeah. Because when you did it before, he betrayed you. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just not going to do anything because it's just going to hurt more. Mm -hmm. If it's you're going to do it, you got to be all in. You have to be all you in. You got to be all in. That's the point you have, we try to make is if you're going to stay, then mm -hmm. it's work on both parts. Yes. Both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How we do, oh my goodness, Chris, I could sit here all day with I you. Know. Oh my I goodness, know. we're already at 11.05. So yeah. we're going to have to continue this. Yeah. We're going to have to say to be continued because we have so many great questions that came in we haven't even touched. And I'm sure some great questions have been coming in on the chat yeah. uh, that I'm excited to look at. Um, I will take a glance right now just to kind of see. I'm kind of curious how far. Oh, yeah, we have. We've oh, missed yeah, a lot. To chatting. We've missed a lot. But I'm, I'm so happy to see people there. Sandra, amen. Great stuff. Love you too, sweetie. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. And for the, those that have been on the chat helping man, thank you, or lady it, woman it. <laughs> uh, thank you so, so much. Um, but I definitely don't think we can leave here. Carissa. Yeah, there's some good stuff I'm oh, reading in is here. It's really good, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, thank you, ladies. Thank you for doing that. We're going to make sure come down here and save it just so we can, Chris and I can make sure we um, 
if we uh, see it. I can't quite see that. I'll see it in just a second. Oh, there it is. Sorry, ladies, about this. I want to make sure we save it so I'm not giving false promises that we'll get back to you. So it's been <laughs> saved so we can uh, get back to the ladies. Yeah. But we have to close out in prayer. There's yeah. just so much yeah. goodness. I felt God here, mm -hmm. and he's always here, but I just there's just something, Chris, about sitting beside you and inviting the Holy Spirit to just speak through us and to be here. I just It's such yeah. a blessing yeah. to be able to be with these women and in their brokenness, them taking the time to join us and to, yeah. to express their vulnerability it's, it's in the hard. chat. And, it's really hard. But ladies, if they're, you can't ever go wrong with just going back to the cross. Just sit at the feet of Jesus. If Amen. you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to say, if you don't understand the way he's behaving, if you don't understand your own emotions, just go to Jesus. Go to the foot of the cross. Yeah. And, and I promise you, I promise you, when you humble yourself to him, he will answer you. He'll give you direction. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you what not to say. And if you have that discipline with him, your life is only going to get better. The pain's not going to last forever. Yeah. It won't last forever. So go to take it to him. Yeah. And ladies, Jesus doesn't love Chris and I more than you. <laughs> it's a season and it sucks and it is it's... awful and it is horrible. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst nope. nightmare, but it's a season. And God's going to get you through this. And well, you are not alone. So thank you for being courageous and joining us and being here. Uh, we look forward to working with you more in the future. We love you. But let's uh, let's close out yeah, with some prayer. Right. Yes. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you for these lovely, lovely women. Um, all of us here are hurt, Lord. Um, and we are broken. But we are not destroyed. Um, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross so we have a place to go. Uh, where we can see what forgiveness looks like, where we can be reminded that he went through all of that for me. What happened on the cross counted for me. My pain is up there. My betrayal wounds, my sorrow, my hurt, my sleepless night, my tears are all on that cross. And he has forgiven me and all of my sins. So thank you for setting that example so that I get to do the same thing for those that have hurt me. It's not going to be easy, Lord. It's not going to be flawless, but we trust you that we, this forgiveness that we extend is not for them. It truly is to keep us free and set the bondages and the shackles that can then make us be bitter. It is, it's, it is freedom and deliverance. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the example. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness. And we just thank you for the truth that we find in your word every day. Thank you for downloading the message of Saul, Paul to Carissa and for her being able to share that with us. This is a journey, Lord. And I just ask that you be with our husbands, be with our um, ex-husbands, be with the men who are leaving this country that are struggling, that are in the churches and leaving and struggling and help them die to pride and choose to live for humility. And let them just learn and embrace humility and empathy during their road to recovery. And let them walk away from the sin and walk away from the pride and choose light and choose you. And we ask the same thing for us on our journeys, that our hearts do not become bitter and they become soft and that empathy grows so that we can forgive those that have hurt us. In your precious name we pray, amen. 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 All right, Thank ladies. Thank you, ladies. See you next time. We love you. Bye.